Hi everyone, this is DJ and Allison and welcome to Neon Nonsense. Hey DJ, I'm so excited to have Eve on the show. Me too. She is amazing and her shop is so cool. Oh, you've been to her shop? I'm so jealous. Will you tell me what her shop is like? I remember it like it was yesterday. Standing in Eve Hoyt's studio is like being inside someone's collection of memories. It was September 2019. I was visiting family in Delaware, and I had the opportunity to visit Eve's shop outside of Philadelphia, which is located on the second floor of an amazing barn that is surrounded by her husband John's pepper garden and everything was green and luscious and beautiful and she was nice enough to take me upstairs to her awesome space that has her her bending station um, and a one-woman shop where she's got uh, these beautiful puffy white neon clouds installed into the ceiling skeletally Um, and they light her entire space that is trimmed in the most beautiful lime green (laughs) and everything is kind of decorated in uh her amazing collection of random statues and figurines and kind of vintage uh plastic uh doodads which uh i now have started uh mailing things to her that i find uh that I, i think she might enjoy and i think that eve since she helped me significantly learn and understand uh, bombarding in my, my journey to get to Hex Neon. Um, she would be a perfect person to have on as our first guest for Neon Nonsense. Uh, Eve Hoyt is a bender, artist, dumpster diver, badass, and our friend from Philadelphia. Here she is, Eve Hoyt. Hi. Hello. It's official. You're here. We have a guest. Allison, who's here? Yes. It's so (laughs) exciting. (laughs) My name's Eve Hoyt, and I um, have a neon shop in Philly, or just outside of Philly, actually. Um, And it's I've had it for uh, about 20 years, and um, have been uh, bending neon for uh, I was thinking doing the math and it's like 31 years which makes me feel super old to say that but that is the truth <laughs> experienced not yes, old I'm I won't call myself an old timer I'll call myself <laughs> a long timer a long time I noticed I say old timer a lot and it's probably really triggering to lot some people and I should probably find a different <laughs> way to say it's very it's, it's a, a it's a very um, expression anyway it is but it is also for me it's a ter- term of affection you know hey, yeah but uh, I don't know if it's always read that way maybe I should the elders <laughs> I don't know that sounds worse <laughs> that's worse yeah uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, well, I guess that was it. I uh, make neon art and um, do some signs and um, we'll do repairs. But um, basically, I guess really my neon life is kind of part-time-ish right now because I'm also a mom. And so I have two teenagers that keep me busy for sure. Um, yeah, and I love bending neon I love everything Mm -hmm. about what I do and yeah thanks for inviting me yeah we were like (laughs) so glad you're here yeah we were like who's really chill and it won't be that stressful Uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious um because I think when I first became aware of your work was when I was working at glass and I came across your Instagram account and your technique of blowing blowing little bubbles onto your tubes could you just explain that or uh, how that kind of came to be a little bit more I think that's really that's so cool special yeah Yeah. um that 
uh, just came to be just from playing around, you know, in my shop. Um, I worked for about 10 years in sign shops before I set up my own neon shop. So once I had a chance to take my time and just play around on my fires, you know, that's, you know, I started to experiment. Mm -hmm. Um, And up here in Philly, a common torch is a jeweler's torch. Mm -hmm. It runs um, off of gas and then oxygen, and it's just a single pointed flame. And I was actually looking recently in one of the neon textbooks, and it was in there. And I was like, oh, like, I was thinking it was this, like, regional thing, but I think it's just maybe an an older thing. And so Mm -hmm. maybe some of the neon people up in this area just continued to use it. But um, I learned how to bend in Maryland. And then when I relocated to Philly, uh, the shops, they didn't have the standard hand torch that we're familiar with in neon. They all had this jeweler's torch. And so I was like, what, what is this thing? So, you know, I had to learn how to use it. And then I was like, oh, this is great because there's lots of advantages to to using it in the end, making, um, being able to weld right on the table instead of having to like hang the piece off the side, um, hmm. doing plug welds. Um, I do my mercury traps a little differently where I weld them perpendicular to the tubulation, uh, you know, with the jeweler's torch. But anyway, the, Amazing. the embellishments yeah, and the tubes. Um, that was like, I took um, I took some different glass classes, you know, at various times um, to learn, you know, to just try out different different kinds of glass working. So like lamp working class and glass blowing. Mm. And so um, glass rod is just something that I had um, around in my shop um, from doing lamp working and just played around with this torch. And so the way that I do those is I use that jeweler's torch and I blow a hole in the tube and then I take glass rod and melt it and fill the hole back in and then blow it, mix it and then blow it out into a bubble. And it gives that, you know, texture to it. So it looks like it's just, I, it's just on the surface, but it is, and it's actually like melted in with the glass. So do you yeah, have I mean, like, are there certain co- color combinations that you know will work and certain co- color combinations that you're like, these won't like each other? Uh, yeah, actually, because my earlier art pieces, I was doing very heavy um, things that were just a really fancy tube. So I was putting those embellishments on them. I was doing lots of welds with colored glass and doing twisting and bubbles and just wanted the, the tubes to be interesting, not something you would typically see of a neon tube. Um, so um, I was doing a lot of those. And so, yeah, so I did some samples where I just, I, I always use um, the, the classic glass when I do those, um, you know, so the, the colored and so, yeah, just, you know, um, different rod combinations with the different neon tubing and sometimes taking two rods and twisting them. So it gives like a swirly effect. And um, I feel I kind of, when I think about that work I was doing, I kind of feel like the timing was off that if I was doing a lot of that now with Instagram, you know, it would mm-hmm. really be like a great thing mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, I, be, because I came in to neon via the sign industry, when I started to make art, like, even though there's, you know, there's plenty of neon artists that have been, you know, doing neon art, you know, since, you know, neon began. Um, but, you know, it was still a lot of people would think, oh, that's a sign. That's neon isn't, isn't art. That's, that's a sign. It's, it's strip mm-hmm. clubs, it's CD mm-hmm. bars, it's whatever. So, you know, I always thought of neon as one of the glass arts and I still do. So, so yeah, so now the stuff that I'm doing is more mixed with the found objects, but um, I keep saying, oh, I'm going to revisit some of these old things I was doing because now yeah. that'll be very time for it. So maybe I will. But, I yeah. love them. Yeah. I love all your work. I lo- asking yeah. Yeah. And I think as a learning person, I mean, I've, I've like flexed a little bit by doing like designing pieces that have color changes in a U-bend 
yeah and the mm-hmm. splice is like on the mm-hmm. surface it's not in in a double back it's not hidden and um I think the Manjora's mask piece I did uh had a couple of those and you'll yeah you definitely learn which glass will do that <laughs> yeah together and which colors will and will not do that together because yeah. it's definitely um depends on the chemistry of the glass and if there's phosphor involved and it's um, so interesting because thinking about signs like you know um sometimes the electrodes they go into pk housings you know they Mm -hmm. turn up 90 degrees and like that is a way that if the housings were short you do the splice and the bends like on one shot so um, Mm -hmm. even when you're making art like those skills that you would learn you know in in a sign shop are good to have like it's good Mm -hmm. to try and learn all the things did you um have a lot of experience in the sign industry doing side seals or side tubulations because mm. I feel like um, that's similar in the blub- bubble blowing department yeah sometimes and that is where that jeweler's torch is like it's perfect you know mm-hmm. it's this tiny little flame it's perfect for doing little tubulation okay I have a technical question about the bubbles and it's a question of annealing. Do you have to anneal yeah. them like crazy after you put the rod in? So I use that that jeweler's torch to anneal, you know, so it's okay. just turning the oxygen off and it's just a, a gas flame and it gets really sooty, turns mm. the glass black. Um, I have never had an issue with them like exploding or huh. um, I had somebody kind of you know, like look at them and kind of poo poo it and be like, oh, you know, you got to make sure you anneal those. Blah, <laughs> oh, rude. Blah, rude. Blah, blah. And I was like, okay, you know, but I haven't had a problem. I've never looked at them with a polariscope either. But um, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Eve, what is a polariscope? It's a, it's an instrument that allows you to check the stress inside of glass. Um, and I think they're like really expensive. Mm-hmm. And I know somebody posted um, on one of the Facebook groups how to make one, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, I don't do that. Yeah. And also it's like kind of <laughs> like, nice to be blissfully ignorant. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's nice to be blissfully ignorant of, of it yeah. a little bit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Especially in yeah. larger diameters. I feel like I'm, I'm trying really hard to get up to like 15 comfortably. um and man the twisting is so real it's Mm -hmm. like it's just like too much glass too much it's too much to keep track of what everything that's going on I haven't figured it out quite yet well we'll keep trying at it yeah good like even though like 15 millimeter isn't really used so much now I mean I guess again like channel letters Mm -hmm. that was like that's where a lot of neon was really, you know, being made is in channel letters. And then, you know, when LEDs replaced that, you know, sort of way of illuminating them. Um, but maybe I'm, I kind of feel like I'm hoping LEDs have been around long enough that people are like, wait a minute, these things kind of suck, <laughs> you know, like. It's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll, I'll, people will be like, "Oh, you make the real stuff." Like yeah. it's like it's kind of like, "Oh, you're up he- like here. You- this is you up here." And yeah, and uh, I think the more people get duped by the fake LEDs calling themselves neon, and then they get it in the mail, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. And the wiring and stuff, because yeah, as we said said before in the last episode, it's like there's a lot of false um, expectations of there won't be any wires and there's yeah. no transformer and. And it'll weigh nothing and you can ship it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's crazy. What is, uh, what, what do you have a favorite Philly sign that you, you feel mm. like, or a sign that like early on really inspired you or you were like mm. really in love with? I don't really have a favorite Philly sign, although I will say the neighborhood that I live in, which is Glenside, which is, it's like literally a mile outside of Philly limits so I say Philly because people know where that is um there's a it was it's not there anymore but a hardware store on the corner 
Oh, I loved it. Little hardware store. I could go there, get my couple little bolts or whatever. They closed like eight or 10 years ago, but they had mm. a neon that wrapped around both sides, Glenside Hardware, and they had like a hammer, you know, pliers and a screwdriver. Uh-huh. Um, it never, no, yeah, it was on for a while. I've lived here mm, like 25 years. It was lit for a little while, but um, that definitely uh, loved that. And part of it is down at the Neon Museum of Philadelphia right now. Oh, that's um, cool. But, yeah, um, I think I saw a rake <laughs> or a <yeah>. shovel. <laughs> it's, oh, long. Cool. it's like 30 feet on each yeah. side. And Whoa. the letters, they're large. Like, they're large. And I was talking to Len about there was somebody in, in Glenside who was interested in getting the sign refurbished and they were going to open up like a, a brew pub or something you know, right there and call it like the Glenside hardware or something like that. And that didn't happen. But when we were looking at it and talking about um, redoing it, I was looking at the letters and there, there were like three, three, you know, like exposed letters that were like three rows of neon and they were like all one unit. So they're like freaking Whoa. 25 feet a piece or Holy something. And I'm like, I can't pump those. No. <laughs> Why? It won't work. So um yeah. but that wow. that never happened. That's but cool. um as far as a, a sign though that like made an impact on me, it was actually when I was learning to bend, um, I learned um from a woman named Haley Ryan in Maryland. She had just a little art neon studio in Savage, Maryland at this, it was like a textile mill that had been turned into artist studios. Hmm. And um, she had the word neon, you know, like outside on the wall in like each letter was like a different font and it was all different colors. And when she was, when she was there, it was on, you know, and I just remember going and Hmm. waiting to meet her to like have my instruction and, um, you know, just looking at it and being excited and yeah. just so stoked that that's what I was doing. And so cool. there was a smell, you know, like in <laughs> yes. there, like, I don't know what it was. It wasn't gas, but it was, it was like a, I don't know, it was a neon smell. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love this place. <laughs> and she was fun. And she was like, she had, she had gone to one of the neon schools that were around a lot in the eighties. Um, like she went to art school and then she went to a neon school for, I think a lot of those neon school programs were like 12 week courses, Hmm. which is what I did with Haley, but it was, um, I think it was eight, eight hours a week for 12 weeks. I would go on Saturday mornings and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays after work, Hmm. you know, for a couple hours, it was like 45 minutes away from where I was living in Annapolis. Haley's space was so fun. And, um, she went to um, art school and then she went to one of the neon schools and then she worked at like, you know, a sign shop for a couple of years uh, before she opened up her own space. And that was kind of, you know, what a lot of people did is, you know, they got their practice hours in at sign shops, which I know is not an option for a lot of people now because yeah. there aren't as many sign shops. So, you know, really it's about finding how you can practice. You know, there was a mm-hmm. point in between I moved away from where I was living to this really rural part of Maryland for like a year. Were definitely no sign shops that had neon departments in them. So I just worked at like some other sign shop that did, you know, silk screen and vinyl lettering and everything. But there was this guy, Kenny, you know, this old timer who had this like little tiny neon shop and um I asked him I'm like can I come here and practice Hmm. and he said yeah so I bought like a 50 pound box of 12 millimeter clear and I would go over there and I would practice he would never show me how to do anything wow (laughs) really like Like, no not that I remember (laughs) I think I probably I think I probably went over there like three or four times to, to just kind of practice. And then I ended up moving back over to Annapolis and then getting a, a job in a, a full service sign company there, working in the neon room, um, blocking out letters and pumping. Cause that's also, it's kind of backwards now. Like a lot of people learn how to bend mm-hmm. 
and then um, you know pumping I guess would be the next thing but it's kind of it's it's opposite of that in the sign world you mm-hmm. pump first yeah and then you know like once they know okay you're not gonna like you're not gonna quit in two months you know and they know <laughs> you're like yeah like show me you know like yeah. I, I went to I had that neon training with Haley but um you know that's only because when I first started reaching out to sign companies saying oh I, I want to learn. Can you teach me? They were like, no, you know, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So then I got the training and then, so I called some of them back and I said, I took a course, you know, um, will you hire me now? And, and one of them did, but they, they didn't put me in the neon shop right away. They put me down in the plastics department, putting silver trim around channel oh. letter. <laughs> so yeah, it's like weird. Like, I guess just, uh, I think there was still a lot of that, um, you know, I guess back. Yeah. Well, I guess Mm. it was more about, um, you know, neon, the learning curve is, is long, you know, so if a company is going to take time to apprentice someone, you know, I, I, and I'm sure this, you know, probably did happen, but you know, like you invest in someone, you know, teaching them and, and then they, they leave and they start a shop two blocks away and they're your competitor all of a sudden like yeah and like I don't think that that I don't think that mentality exists so much nowadays but I think it was you know like just a fear from you know I mean that's probably just from back when things weren't so mass produced and no matter what trade you were or hands if you were the cobbler or the jewelry repair person or the eyeglasses you know you kind of right but also like do you do you think that maybe in in your experience I feel like that mentality is what led us to where we are now currently today Mm. where there are so little people who are able to do like signage not just Mm -hmm. art you know like not not knocking me on art I'm an artist too yeah two art degrees yeah (laughs) um but like yeah, the, the, the secrecy is like, you know, for, could only, you know, only last so long. The, the, like being scared of someone taking what that you're teaching them and then moving down the block or whatever until there, there is no one to teach anybody anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely, probably it discouraged some people from, you know, learning. But I'll also say, I do think that's like an old attitude and so mm-hmm. like as a lot of those people retired or died off you know I think like I am always very interested and willing to educate people you know invite them to my studio I just started doing workshops like one-on-one one-day workshops and that's been interesting um, and even in my own my own you know journey through neon I've met so many good supportive people, you know, definitely they've always been out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's assholes everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> you go. Like what you do. Yeah. <laughs> They're there. So yeah. There's, Waiting. Waiting. In the neon industry as well. How are the workshops going? Have you learned anything from it for yourself or have you sort of like discovered anything working with people at really different levels tell me more about that yeah they have been pretty good I've done three of them and I always ask like what is it that they want to get out of the workshop Mm -hmm. the first one it was just um a gift like someone bought the workshop as a gift Mm -hmm. for her boyfriend so he just wanted to you know leave at the end of the day with a lit piece of neon so and he was happy with that. So, you know, he got a chance to do some, some 90 bends and a couple ribbons, but I like bent a fish for him and, you know, like that was that. And mm-hmm. the other two, they were like, I really like neon. I want to, I want to learn how to make it. And so I'm like, that's really cool. I just want to let you know that, you know, you re- it's really a commitment. And the most important thing is that you are able to practice. Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. isn't the kind of thing that you can do you know, even for like a few weeks or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then be away from it for a few months and then come back and expect 
to be able to be where you were. I mean, shoot, like some days you yeah. come in and you were like, man, I was hot yesterday and today, Seriously. like nothing's working out. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hurts. Just, you, know, so you change that font up and it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or type of glass or size yeah. of glass, all of yeah. those things. Yeah. And if your headspace is not right like if you are like if you're thinking about like anything other than the glass and the fire like forget it you know Mm -hmm. like yeah so but um the workshops are going good and and actually I did learn something with marking on like rise turns and drop downs Mm -hmm. um just you know all these years uh just like it's funny like I've worked in solitude pretty much for the past 20 years like I worked in you know, several, you know, sign shops and neon shops, you know, for a while. So with lots of people and then was by myself. And so like, you know, I wasn't paying attention to like, how, how do I do this? Like, mm. how am I doing this? And mm-hmm. so then when mm-hmm. I had to start, like, think about like, okay, how am I going to, how can I explain what I'm doing, you know, as yeah. I'm heating up the glass. So then I started pulling out some old textbooks and, um, it's yeah, kind of like so, when you le- read out loud like I feel like when I read out loud versus when I read in my head I get a lot more information or I get a different like uh understanding of what I'm reading and mm-hmm. I feel that way when I'm teaching it's like explaining it verbally to another person so they understand it without the context that I have uh, like it opens up a different compartment of my brain that uh, I end up learning another little thing about what I already knew about yeah, yeah, totally. Because you're describing something that you learned by feel. Yeah. And it's an interesting task to try to describe it in a new way, especially like depends on the, how the person learns too. You have to sort of check in and be like, does this make sense to you? Does your brain process this? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool when somebody's like, they make a nice bend and they're, yeah. like, and they're excited about it. I yeah. remember when I was learning, I took my little my little 90 degree bends <laughs> home and I yeah, was like yeah, look yeah. what I did <laughs> yeah I'm so excited yeah I have students a lot that are like I want to take it home and I'm like it's gonna crack in the car but okay <laughs> I know yeah. <sighs> yeah I think managing students expectations is really important like you mm-hmm. were talking about like yeah. what exactly what exactly do you want from this class like my I have a one one night date night class and it's the expectations are never you're going to be a neon bender there. <laughs> the thing that you ordered a week ago is done already when you walk in the door and we're going to go through the like super fast version of how that got done. And you're going to get in the fire for a second. And then the fun thing is when they get really, they don't get bored, but they're like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause most of my, most of my students are tech people and they're not necessarily hands-on people so they get close enough to the fire and they're like that was fun thank you and yeah yeah, (laughs) here have a glass of wine now enjoy and watch (laughs) the first few months that I was doing it full-time I was just exhausted after a full day of bending and it took me forever to realize that it was just because you're making a thousand micro decisions every single time you put that tube in the fire and I feel like that's something that a lot of seasoned people sometimes forget is like it just and like to your point too dj of some people just kind of being like all right that was a lot i don't know why my energy's drained but i'm real drained and i'm good for a while and so god forbid you burn yourself and then you have to keep going the rest of the day yeah yeah putting that <laughs> putting putting that your finger back into the near the fire oh, and yeah, it's the worst so feeling much. ever i mean now i'm finally past them like i've worked up the skin so they i can't feel anything yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of a bottle of aloe gel right yes. on the mm. table just yes. right away. But, I um, got a plant. I have yeah. an aloe plant now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have any windows. I want a plant, but I don't have any windows. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> got the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a silly question, which is Eve, what dance move are you secretly really good at? Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's not dance. That's so funny. I love to watch people dance. Like, Ooh. actually, I enjoy that very much. It's so, so fun. It's called the wallflower. Um, I tell you, I hold a hoop. So oh, okay. that would be my dance move. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked. 
Yeah. Okay, now will you please do a video of you hula hooping and put it on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> hula hooping and neon bending. Yeah. Oh, booyah. This is like our circus arts now. Oh, how about a neon hula hoop? <gasps> Cute. Oh my, oh my God. I just like have this vision of a little, like a lady in a poodle skirt with like the poodles in neon too. And then the hula hoop is on a flasher. <laughs> It's actually just, very yeah. easy. I, I, I made them for a while. Like I just got on this kick where I was into hula hooping. So you can make them out of the irrigation tubing that you get at like Home Depot or something. It's just like <laughs> black tubing that you get 25 foot rolls and then wrap it with gaffer's tape or something. But um, it's, you could hula hoop. Like if you think you can't, you can. <laughs> if you ever come visit me, I will teach you how to hula hoop. <gasps> to take home as consolation prize so excited you just don't say that you don't have to make so many hula hoops this is happening we got right here folks we right have here. listeners in australia now eve don't <laughs> don't promise things you can't deliver hula hoops well, for all yes. that's amazing you get a new hula hoop and you get a hula hoop <laughs> i'm so i feel like so filled with joy right now this is that's awesome, awesome. excellent yeah. So we're talking about clicking. I was wondering if you have any memories of a particular barrier that you were working on in neon that something helped it click for you. I was just curious if anything comes to mind. Well, I'm thinking about how um, when you're looking, you know, at a at a glass tube, you know, where you can see the wall of it. So, so like, yeah, I guess like. Mm -hmm once my eyes could see like looking at it like oh yeah like those two little outlines you know that are mm -hmm. in a tube or or you know the wall and the thickness of the wall um that was helpful um yeah and like i guess um twisting you know like noticing that oh yeah i'm like unconsciously twisting the glass when mm. i don't do that you mm -hmm. know? Um, but yeah, I mean, even still, you know, I, there's always something to learn. You know, like mm -hmm. I definitely, um, can say, you know, like there are, there are things that I'm pretty strong, pretty solid at, you know, in my bending and then, you know, things that I'm like, ugh what number eight no I don't want to do a number eight <laughs> yeah anyone anyone who is on Instagram should go and look at Eve's uh awesome Instagram evening neon my reason for bringing that up is I am fascinated with watching you bend because you do it you with your back to the pattern and I don't understand how how you do that like yeah. I'll I'll have to when Nate taught me he always would stress looking back at the pattern same while you're while you're bending Mm -hmm. because you're you know what you're about to do mm -hmm. and and I have a, already have the the goldfish memory and so <laughs> I can't even imagine you have to just so you just like zen focus on it in your mind's eye with your back to the pattern like how do you how do you do that tell me what's what's going uh, on I in mean, your brain it it seems kind of you know, like the way I've always done it, but I guess maybe sometimes I've been kind of sideways, you know, to where I can just like turn my head. Um, but like, I, you know, I do always, it's like, know where your glass is going before you get to the table. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah. So like sometimes mm -hmm. before I turn around to get in the fire, I'll be like, okay. So like when I come back, it's my hands are here or, you know, you know, I, I rotate my pattern it's so yeah. funny. I was just commenting with somebody on one of the social medias about, um, you know, yeah, like spin my pattern, you know, make it easy, set yourself up for success. But, you know, there was always like the, the showboaters, you know, in the <laughs> neon shop. Oh, if you turn your pattern, you're, you know. You're not fighting against gravity and it's better. Yeah, what? what? Who doesn't turn their pattern? Why uh, do you make yourself comfortable? Uh, it's, it's so silly, but knowing where you're going to end up with the glass helps for sure yeah gravity is going to work against you all 100 yeah. percent of the time yeah. so you need to make that swoop <laughs> that's interesting yeah i love 
I love, I think that's one of my favorite things about visiting people's different people's shops is, is learning those little regional quirks. Do you think that your torch situation is, it's more old school, your, your single-sided torch. Yeah. I Therefore, so. I feel like because the Northeast, you're like so close to New York. And so I, I feel like New York City and the regional areas around cities have similar um, neon bending traits to Europe. And Europe That's is interesting. Yeah, maybe because I know that they absolutely use those torches over in right. Europe. You know, mm-hmm. so. Even things like the multi-pointed crossfires, I feel like are really common over here. And I feel like more, and this again, it's just my limited knowledge too, but I feel like more shops had the small cannons or the fishtail cannons mm-hmm. when I was more East, which I prefer. That's how I learned too, was for the, on those, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's the case. Eve, do you have the well, multi? I have the 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 five point crossfire. Yeah, five point. Oh, you do. Um, okay. And that is pretty much what that's what I that's what I was taught on. Um, and I think that's I'm trying to remember the first time the I guess they're called cannon fires, just mm-hmm. like the one they yeah maybe knife fires. Mm-hmm. When I started working up in New Jersey and Philly, there were more of those Interesting. not the not the five point i had a five point very briefly when i was setting my shop up and i couldn't decide whether or not i was like oh i should try this before i sell it because i was like hurting for money and i had a lot of extra equipment that i didn't need at the time that i somehow somewhat regret a little bit selling um <laughs> another one will probably it will uh, no it will path, it's happening um and I, I put, yeah, I put it, I put it together. And after using the knife fire to almost exclusively to work on before, and I just felt like it, it heated up too much glass. It was like almost as if, why don't I just, why don't I just do all my lifts, drops, and double backs in the ribbon burner? That's how big the flame is. Like it's, it, yeah. I just, it no, feels so same. It feels control. so fat. Yeah, I think it depends what you're doing. So if you're doing yeah. like channel letters, 15 millimeter, 13 millimeter, um, the knife fires are really good for that. I like to use um, <laughs> eight millimeter and 10 millimeter for mm-hmm. my artwork. And mm-hmm. so if you're trying to do some tiny little eight millimeter, you know, that five point is, is nice because you're just I'm sure you've had the experience of like, okay, I'm going to do this drop down or whatever. And then you're getting the glass hot somewhere else. And it just goes like folds over because you needed it where you don't want to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much heat coming off. So, so yeah, the, the um, five point crossfires are really good for, for small, you know, small intricate things. If, if, Mm -hmm. If you have, um, room to set up one of each that's amazing too I don't um my shop's kind of small I think some people might think yours is uh four times larger than mine moving (laughs) stacks of stuff I'm like okay the stack needs to move over here so I can have space to do like this thing like but um yeah always wanting more more room yeah in the neon shop for sure I love that your shop, um, not to uh, give too much away, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who goes to visit each shop in the future. I love that because it's in a barn, it has a door to death. Like if you walk out yeah, and yeah. You're, you're gone, you're just like, you're off. The, well, there's no nowhere to leg. go. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I okay. love, I love, you're going to the hospital. Yeah, it's like my shop is, um, it's in the garage. Like we have a detached garage on our property. Um, and so the neon shop is upstairs. So it's like cinder block on the first floor. And then there's the second level. And, um, my husband, he uses the first floor, um, he grows hot peppers, like a lot of them. Um, he currently has 150 plants in the ground what? and, um, it's beautiful. hot sauce or grinds them up into like pepper dust and sells that to people and, <laughs> um so he he's kind of taken over the the first floor for that but yeah no it's um I, there's a door like up you know in my shop that basically just like you open it up and it's like a I don't know this is the best ventilation ever yeah. down to the driveway so um I guess maybe that was to like you take a pitchfork and throw hay out yeah. the door or something like yeah. that. <laughs> the house is pretty old. It was built in 1900. So 
Um, Amazing. It's beautiful. It used to be a greenhouse on the property because there was some broken glass and steel structures, you know, in the back. Like, yeah, I love it. I have a, such an appreciation for just I love it. things of, you know, when things were made well and solid yeah. and, you know, <laughs> like even neon itself, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a craft from, you know, a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just, maybe that's, maybe that's why I was drawn to it. I don't know. Mm. But I'm all about an that antiquated technology. It's an antique. <laughs> what is the like the worst if you're allowed to say it you can change yeah. names for for you know <laughs> legal reasons what was like your like if you could think about like the worst project you ever had to work on why but like you prob- probably learned something uh, from it nothing really comes to mind as far as being like a nightmare kind of project like in recent memory but um when I was working in Maryland um I worked for this guy Larry who he bought a neon shop he didn't know anything about neon. He said, I'm either going to buy a salvage yard or a neon shop. So he picked a neon shop. So this was in Rockville, Maryland, like okay. outside of DC. Mm-hmm. So, and then he hired me and I was like just a few years into neon. Um, so I wasn't the best bender, but you know, I was better than he was because he couldn't bend at all. So, so Larry, he designed this exposed sign for this, um, party events place it said gala events and it was in it was like outline lettering that had these flat serifs and they were 10 millimeter and they were purple which I don't know if, if you're familiar but like the purple powder can be <laughs> yes persnickety like the worst I crack I, and wow. welds and all of that so um so he designed the pattern and he just like I can't remember if he freehanded it or not, but basically I was like so struggling on this job. Like it was just, it was taking days to get done. And finally, I just like realized your pattern sucks. (laughs) You've drawn (laughs) the impossible thing. Like, you know, like instead of taking the glass and like, you know, like drawing a line on either side. So you have the exact millimeter, you know, like he just like, so he was like drawing these like tiny little serifs. I'm like, they were impossible. Like, you know, there were double backs that just couldn't be done because, mm-hmm. you know, they would be squished. And stuff. So, so definitely I learned the importance of good pattern. That was a pain in the butt. And Larry yeah. learned too, you know, about making patterns and mm-hmm. what's, what's doable. Mm-hmm. I feel like I keep trying to drive that home with newer people too. I've had a few people come through my shop who have, like a single stroke piece that they want to bend and it's like maybe six millimeters wide the line is instead of 10 like the glass they're using and and it's been interesting I don't maybe you have advice for how to talk to people about that because I I'll try to say like here's some reasons why I would suggest you widen that and make it hollow for this reason blah 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 but they're like oh no it's fine I'm just gonna work on it and I'm always like how do I yeah do you have any advice on like how to kindly say this is the best way to learn how to use your pattern well are these like people that have already had some some neon experience with you and they're coming in to work on projects or something yeah yeah Yeah. and I'd say it's it's a good thing you know we have a neon school here that's opening again which is great and the focus here I would definitely say is kind of on like come in and do a project which, you know, again, we're sort of talking about like the art versus the being able to make and repair signs. And I I think that that's sort of a divide that I'm managing here is I really, really am passionate about helping them come and work on their project, but I also really want to join that legacy of teaching skilled bending. And so I feel like maybe I just have a small group of people who are like, no, I just, you know, I want to hobby it. And I I guess I just need to let that be cool. Probably. I mean, I think that was always important to me to learn how to make neon well to be good at what I do and Mm -hmm. and I used to get real uppity in my head you know sometimes (laughs) at people that I'd be like why not why aren't you learning all the things or you're just learning enough to just kind of eke eke something out you know Mm -hmm. but you know that's a personality thing I think you know it's not 
it's just not going to be important to everybody. But you could say, you know, set yourself up for success. And if mm-hmm. you're struggling with your peace, you know, I, I'm, I'm offering to you as someone who has many more hours in the fire mm-hmm. that if you, you know, adjust your pattern or use different size glass. Every, and every oh. material has, has a limitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And they yeah, can't like just make, saying, yeah, yeah. That pattern being like, uh, the glass literally doesn't want to go there. I can't put the glass there. <laughs> put that yeah. Bend. Yeah. Which is pretty much like when I, like that job I was just talking about, it's like, yeah. it's impossible, you know, but, um, glass is expensive, you know, so you definitely don't want to have to keep, you know, remaking stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I think some people just, they, they want, they want to do hobby things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's okay. Not everybody's gonna be as excited as we are. And devote our entire on, lives but, to the craft. Know, well, those like, people are going to be clients. Those right. people care that, that we keep going and they're going to support us, even though maybe they, they're they not going to like join the cause personally. <laughs> point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, a commitment and there's probably people who want to commit that kind of time, but their life just doesn't allow for it. Yeah, totally finances i mean mm-hmm. when i set my shop up i had been in neon for about 10 years at that point but i had equipment because whenever like i had opportunities to buy fires and manifold and bombarder i i wasn't ready to set it up but i'm like oh i'm i'm taking this opportunity now i'm buying totally. this equipment and i will store it somewhere mm-hmm. and then when i when i can set up i have it you know yeah you know, that's something people could do. It's so important. It's like glass blowing as far as learning, mm-hmm. which is with glass blowing, you know, you need that hands-on practice and not everybody is able to set up a harness, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I know there are hot shops that, you know, rent out time to practice. And I think there's neon people that do that too. That sounds like your, the answer to our next question was going to be your advice for starting out would be probably to uh, like, um, get equipment as you can you don't have to completely buy a shop right out we said that in the last episode Um, yeah definitely you know you know collect pieces as you can and find your befriend you know the neon people it's kind of you know it's nice with social media because it has you know like I you know I I knew neon people you know before Instagram and and Facebook, you know, but it totally was regional, you know, Mm -hmm. like New Jersey, Philly, Maryland, Delaware. Um, But with, you know, now it's like, I know neon people. I mean, you guys, I I would not have met if it wasn't for, you know, Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, find your befriend neon people, Mm -hmm. you know, but then find your neon people. Like, so true. Oh, so good. Some neon people that are not your cup of tea and that is okay. (laughs) Find the folks that you vibe with and, you know, I think that, I think the people that have been in it a while, like I have really just do want to see neon continue and mm. they aren't interested in holding anybody down or keeping anybody from getting into it. There is one thing that I want to say, just comment on, because I think it's important just that, you know, I kind of see neon now is kind of a two, two faceted industry. There is, you know, the, the artists and the sign makers and I think that we need each other, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's, there's those of us who do both, you know, they we yeah. design work and we, and we make our art. And then there's people that just want to make art and sign folks who don't want to do that. But, you know, anybody that's been in neon long enough has seen how supplies and getting them has, has dried up. And mm-hmm. while, uh, you know, like, you know, people that used to make transformers and glass don't they don't anymore and Mm -hmm. so I think that the artists need the the sign people so there's a still a demand Mm -hmm. like the artists alone cannot feed the demand for people to keep making tubing and transformers and tube supports and all that stuff and I think the sign people need the art people because neon is hot right now you know I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah we're having a love affair with neon again and it's Woo! 
it's because of the art and, and Instagram and don't even ask me to get on TikTok because I'm not doing it. <laughs> Come on. Come to the time. dark. I don't have time in my life. No. Come to the dark side. You... No. We can okay. make it easy here's... for you. You can just post it all. Here's, here's my small, here's my small little soapbox for TikTok, even though they don't need it. Is that I <laughs> yeah. like I like how it is easy to show your craft. And I think the main thing that we have of a leg up of the LED companies and other um you know, wannabes, for lack of a better term, is the process yeah. and the glow and the actual light, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's never going to come through correctly on a screen. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. So we have to rely yeah. on the process and how fascinating it is and how it breaks people's brains to watch a neon bender bend in three dimensions. It, it just does. I've watched it happen multiple times. It's great. Yeah. It's, it happened to me. It happened to all of us is how we got into this. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Eve. Every time, like, I guess the Alex Decourt or Corte uh, pieces, the windows, the neon windows with the cat and the pie, and the it's beautiful. It's a beautiful series of work. It's all neon. It's all like really cool, clean. Uh, there's like, um, it looks like the wind is blowing. Uh, these drapes around. It's very um, organic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I love yeah. those. I'm so inspired by those. Yeah. They're beautiful, but I want the bender's name to be underneath his name. Yeah. I yeah. want it. That's just, I feel we're, we're there now. We're at a place yeah. where we're, as a community, as a group of people, we're deciding that we need to give credit to people who are doing the work behind the scenes in all other aspects of life. Why aren't we doing it? Why isn't the art community cool with crediting the people that they are relying on? Yeah, I think it's interesting. There, there has always been like neon art, like not, not as much, but like in the seventies, like Rudy Stern, he didn't bend his own stuff. And so, you know, it would be just like, you know, the guy in the, the shop who would like execute their design you know, because, you know, neon is not easy to learn. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's taken a while. I mean, there were, there were some neon artists that were doing their own um, glasswork, really cool stuff. <clears throat> um, but I think, um, I guess, you know, now just because there's more people getting into neon a- as, you know, as an art form, you know, yes, it definitely, like, I've always kind of raised an eyebrow at, you know, an artist using neon. I mean, I get why they want to, because it's really cool, but, you know, it, and if you're just have, like, a couple of pieces where you you have neon on them, then, you know, that's, that's okay, but using it as, like, your main form of expression, but not actually bending it yourself, it's there's something hollow there to me like I do feel I guess because I know how special neon is Mm. and and how hard it is that it deserves like when I see something and I know that that's tricky to bend and I think damn that's some good bending yeah but the person who bent it is just like a a faceless entity behind Mm. it you know it's kind of sad to your point too uh, about like we need each other I feel like that's the heart of it I'm not even that cranky about like whether you made that yourself or not I'm just cranky about recognition I just feel like creators deserve to be recognized both both for the context we're talking about now about actually I made that with my hands you you and I collaborated on the idea because again all of this that we've talked about this whole time is we while you might have a concept, it's terrific. That vendor helped you decide how to make that happen in glass because that vendor knows where the glass wants to go and where the glass won't go. And so I, I loved your statement, DJ, about we're, we're here now. It's time. And that's, that's all I ask is that if, if I make something with you, both of our names will be on it. You know, I'll be below your name. It's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Oh, we'll be alphabetical. I no, I mean, yeah. like in, 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 a, in a general way, like if the artist yeah. is the designer and has the concept, cool. I'll be at the bottom of the freaking artist statement. I don't care. Yeah. I'll be in the credits. It's just why re- movies have credits. No one stays yeah. after them, but then they put a post credit sequence and everyone stays. It is like, oh, the key grip was so-and-so. 
Maybe I and totally stayed even before there was stuff at the end because yeah. that's the weird nerd I am. The guy who holds the microphone gets his name on the thing too. Why, so, why shouldn't the neon bender? Yeah. I, just... I, I think I like the message of hope that you started that I feel like we can carry on though of like we need each other and it's time we, yeah. and we can do that. And I feel like actually that's kind of my other question for you too, Eve, is like, what are you most hopeful about in our craft what do, what do you see for the future or or hope for for the future of neon um i guess just a continued um interest in it and you know people wanting to learn it in a real meaningful way where they're mm -hmm. you know they're they're contributing to its longevity and it's staying around and you know, I would love to see materials be easier to get mm -hmm. and cheaper. I mean, as a, you know, neon, that's one of those things. Materials ain't cheap, you know, yeah. like you make artwork and you're, you know, you're laying out some, some bucks to do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, the more demand that there is, you know, the more available, you know um materials will be and but yeah it's like i mean neon it's it's had its ups and downs you know yeah i don't think it will ever ever reach its you know its 1930s and 40s heydays and the 60s it was signed boxes with plastic faces that were replacing mm -hmm. stuff and then mm -hmm. in the 80s with miami vice and new wave you know <laughs> there was a resurgence in neon and mm -hmm. Then with LEDs, you know, it, it dropped off again. I mean, I think there, there are people who do appreciate the handmade mm -hmm. and not the mass-produced plastic cheap crap. It's disgusting, you know, the ridiculous amounts of crap that gets produced and bought and thrown away. Like, you mm. know, one of my things that I love is just, you know, I collect just objects of whatever, you know, and sometimes I use them in my artwork, but like things were made so, so just solid and beautiful. Like even the simplest utilitarian thing, you know, can have curves and kind of a shape to it. You know, mm. you could fix it, you know, mm -hmm. you didn't have to like, oh, it's broken. Oh, I guess I got to throw it away and get a new one. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's so lame. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's a swing. There's sort of a swing back into romantic era for, for us right now too, which feels like exciting for me. I, my hope is that the respect for niche and expertise in a single area comes back into vogue. Whereas I feel like, at least for me in the last decade of my life, being a Jane of all trades was like the goal. And now really devoting myself to something like neon that's so niche. Yeah. And like the idea of the niche market, mm -hmm. not, not being such a scary thing. Yeah. There's, there's a niche market upon a niche market upon a niche market. <laughs> um, like, I feel like my niche market is like people who are nerds and people who like me, like people who like Halloween three and like neon, like being able to like, just really like dive in deep to who, what kind of stuff you want to do in neon. You know, mm -hmm. we talk on this sh show about like being email certified and being a, a neon shop person. If you just want to make lamps, like you want to learn neon just to make design and like do interesting, cool lamp design work. Awesome. Like do that yeah it's uh it's it, there's so many possibilities for the medium that's what's so so exciting about it and they, they still haven't all been figured out yeah yeah I like that collision of niche body of work right there like those two things colliding so you could still be a skilled bender but you have your body of work that's like I just make this light bulb but it's out of neon at this point I could probably make a serious living I'd probably get sued but um I could probably make a serious living off of just gritty neon signs just yeah. just gritty That's I'm like how do you get sponsored you just need to get them sponsored. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny yeah sport Philly Philly sports fans there's and I am not a sports person neither but I'm a puppet person so I can't relate to the <laughs> pandemonium but it's 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 heavy man like people I love that like... puppet I love him <laughs> I love him so, so much. please have that sound like I am thing? a puppet anyway. person 
He's a murder puppet. Yeah, he is a murder puppet. He's so scary. Everyone Google Gritty NHL now. Just go down YouTube. But make sure it's at high noon and not at midnight so that he doesn't haunt your dreams. He's beautiful. You shut your mouth. (laughs) I didn't say he was ugly. (laughs) I just said he will haunt your dreams. That's very different. Uh, Yeah. I'm currently, I'm shipping one to Missouri. Someone wow. in Missouri wanted one. Um, okay. So I'm going to figure that out. Hopefully it makes it. Someone in Missouri got a neon shop, wants to do a repair. Contact me. Gonna make it. Good energy. <laughs> it's probably not going to break. <laughs> Actually, I know somebody in Missouri that could oh, repair shit. that. Yes. Nailed See? it. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome. Eve, do you have a favorite neon song? Oh, I have many, many, many. many Explain yourself. Neon songs. Everybody's Stalking by Badly Drawn Boy, which isn't even that popular of a band, but it's got the neon lyric is good in that. And I love that album. That's an album I could listen to probably for like a week on repeat and not get tired of it. Um, remember when they made full albums and didn't just come out with yeah. songs <laughs> <laughs> um also airbag by radiohead love that song. oh good one mm-hmm. but um and then of course flashlight by parliament oh cool i had that 45 when i was a kid and yeah I love that song excellent but um yeah i have um my my neon spotify list that i made of all neon songs or songs that mention neon it's great i follow and, uh, it i will tell you that i actually um has started working on that long before the internet or spotify even existed had yeah, the idea format? to make well i had you know i, I used to make mixtapes all the time cool like, I was a teenager Ooh, in my yeah. 20s and i'm like i'm gonna make a mixtape of just neon songs so I started keeping a list. So if I like heard something on the radio or like I had an album of something, I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep my list. And I like save these lists for probably like, I don't know, 25 years. That's amazing. And finally, you know, was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a Spotify playlist. So, so I did like a couple of years ago and I, I have two versions. I have the unedited where I put stuff on <laughs> and then I have the evening neon mixtape. But I will also add here, I only put stuff on there that I want to listen. So don't tell me about Brooks and Dunn, Neon Moon. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a I classic. Mean, there is like some, some like country that I like. I love like it. More old timey. I mean, Neon is like dreams and rainbows. It just shows up in songs. You know, like <laughs> once you start paying attention, you're like, wait, did they just say Neon? Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Hank Williams, man. Yeah. Thunderstorms and neon signs. I think that might be my favorite. Yeah. I think I have the Wayne Hancock version. Cool. But yeah, I guess Hank Williams wrote it. I'm not entirely Mm -hmm. sure. Senior. Yeah. Yeah. So those would be my um my faves. Cool. Eve recently uh made me aware of a Facebook group that has existed for a while that is basically scanned in copies of a newsletter that I have found super helpful in in starting my shop and kind of working towards making better units. Eve, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, the neon news. And so you got it in the mail, you know, you subscribed and it was different neon people, you know, writing articles or giving tips. Um, There's some awesome cartoons in it. So amazing that I love. yeah old school the neon news i have all of the original issues except the first one and the first the front page was always a different color it was like neon neon paper so green or or orange or red or whatever um yeah and so now yeah you can read them on facebook yeah and the gentleman who had started the neon news ted in hawaii has agreed to come on the podcast soon So that's really exciting. It's it's uh, really fun to hear about people in the past problems. Like, and there's there's <laughs> all kinds of like I love there's there was one um there was one issue that had a historical telling of at some point in the 30s or 40s a sword swallower had attempted to swallow 
a neon tube uh, and went to the hospital, but it was in stable condition. It was like a straight up photocopy of the article, I think. <laughs> it was really freaking cool. Like, I love Amazing. that. Well, Eve, thank you so much for talking shop with us, literally, yeah, and being silly so with fun. us. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. And I would love to come back sometime. We'd love yeah. that. It's so fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Eve. We will be putting all the links to all the Eve you can possibly handle below below the podcast is that how this works uh, we're, new to, we're new to this so yeah. i don't know is it gonna or be you can below? find her at evening neon and eve of curiosity oh yeah that's my instagram account where it's nothing neon it's just like the weird stuff that it's i cool like found object yeah, yeah. Eve of curiosity eve um, of curiosity at eve of curiosity and at eve yep evening neon website and instagram look it up learn some stuff yeah give her a follow (laughs) thank you so much thank you eve and thanks for tuning in everyone we are very excited to announce that our next episode we will have morgan crook who as we were talking about in our first episode has also saved our lives personally on multiple occasions and is the co-author of the neon engineers handbook which for all neon people Find a way to get yourself a copy, read it, keep it for reference always. So you can get it at West Coast Customs Neon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Morgan is amazing. He is, he's a neon treasure. So true. <laughs> so true. Thank you, Eve. Yes. I will say treasure now instead of old timer. That's a he's much a better. That I keep in my locket. Treasure. <laughs>